Welcome back to another episode of The Set Position. My name is Cole Orner, along with my co-host, Zach Kruger. We have another episode today for you. Um, we're going to be talking about scoring goals from a field player's perspective and how to beat a goalkeeper. So we have a couple guests on with us today. We have Mamadou, who's currently an assistant on the men's side at Loyola. We also have Connor Proctor, who is the... Um, head women's coach at Hood. And then we have Dara with us as well. And I'll go ahead, Dara, you go ahead and start us off uh, and do us do a little introduction. Uh, yeah, so i um, been coaching with Hood for the last three years, just uh, going to go ahead and leave this year and go on to Brunswick High School um, and go ahead and coach there. Um, Very nice. Very nice. Where, did, you, did you play college soccer anywhere, Dara? Yeah, I played college soccer at Slipper Rock University. Um, for four years there. Very nice. Very nice. Mamadou, we'll slide over to you. So, yeah, um, I am currently at Loyola University uh, on the men's side as an assistant. Um, I also coach with uh, SAC, U18 uh, age group. Uh, throughout my college career, I played as a midfielder at uh, UMBC. Uh, great time. And uh, one year in the USL. And uh, I also worked with uh, Connor Hood College before I got to Loyola. Very nice. And what, yeah. uh, where'd you play USL at, Mamadou? Charlotte, Charlotte Independence. Oh, very nice. They're going, uh, they're looking to go in the MLS here in the next year. Yeah. So. I'm, but I'm hearing that the uh, Charlotte group that's going MLS is different than the Independence. Yeah. It, I think they've ended up doing a little bit of an off, off branch. But it'll, so it'll be interesting yeah. to see how that all works out with the USL club being, being in the town there as well. Right. So, and then Connor. Yeah, it's uh, good to see a bit of my uh, my coaching tree on the Zoom call today. Uh, having worked with Dara and Mamadou in the past. Um, yeah, I'm the head women's coach at Hood. Uh, played at Hood on the men's side. Uh, really, really never left. Um, and the other the other two are probably being a little bit more humble about their playing careers. I'm easily the worst player on this call, uh, at least in terms of guests. That's, That's all right. That's all right. So, obviously, all three of you being a field player, I'm sure you all scored several goals in your career. Um, so what was some ways that you found success in beating a goalkeeper? Connor, you want to take this one? Being a center back. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'll I'll kick things off. Uh, I'm not quite as prolific as uh, some of the other callers, <laughs> Dara, uh, but I I always found that uh, I've learned more about finishing after I've come away from the game. Um, having played as a defender, I think uh, one of the things that I didn't hear much from my own coaches was uh, finding ways to score goals or just having the mindset to score goals in, in the attacking third. Um, I was always come up for a set piece, find myself in an area where I maybe take a free kick and overhit it and challenge the goalkeeper a little bit. Um, but after my playing days ended, uh, I learned a little bit more just being able to, to think about scoring a goal from the perspective, not of your own eyes, but from where the ball's traveling I mean, you're you're looking at one thing your vantage point is very different from that of the ball and you know it's really not important what you see it's the opportunities or the openings that the ball itself has and 
you know, other things such as just being ruthless, just taking your opportunities when they come and trying to frame the goal as much as you can. Um, I, I've found myself more of a goal scorer in, uh, in my men's league days after graduating from college than I did uh, ever as a college player. But I think as a coach, I've become a much better finisher than I ever could have <laughs> hoped to be as a player. The, that what-if moment going back now. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, talking about, like, some men's stuff, like, Mamadou, obviously, we all know that you got a little famous there a little bit with a, with a nice free kick for Christos. You know, we're talking about, like, a dead ball situation. What is something that you look at in a goalkeeper that, you know, maybe gives you an advantage as a free kick taker? Um, so, yeah, it, it differs a bit um, as a player and as a coach. Um, as a coach, I look at the behaviors a lot. You know, uh, you, you pay attention to what the goalkeeper's tendencies are, uh, the opponents, uh, the way they set up a wall, you know. But as a player, a lot of times you're not thinking about that. Uh, you, you know, once you start running, essentially shit hits the fan, then, you know, the plans kind of go out of, out of the window. So, yeah, uh, it, it's all in the practice, I'll be honest. Uh, you miss way more than you actually score, you know, but... Uh, Speaking of that goal against DC United, uh, it's interesting. I, I knew that goalkeeper. I played against him before. Um, yeah, he's from uh, Lancaster, PA, Cole. The PA yeah, that's right. That's right. And uh, he went to UNH. Uh, yep. so, so I got to see him for three years in college. Um, that, quite frankly, helped a little bit. And he always tended to cheat as a goalkeeper. So you pay attention to that. Um, and if you pay attention to that goal against DC United, he cheated terribly. And the shot, in fact, wasn't that great. It just went over the wall. But from the distance that it was at, he, you know, it made it impossible for him. But yeah, so a lot of times, you know, you just pay attention to the, to the tendencies and, and the behaviors of your opponent. Um, and then you try to uh, modify yourself to adjust to that. Very nice. And then, Daryl, what about you? I mean, um, how did you find success scoring goals and what are some things that you look for maybe in a goalkeeper to, to find the right spot to finish? Um, so I'd say I definitely found success with just being calm. I think a lot of people kind of tense up in the, in the 18. Um, staying calm, just being confident in your ability to put the ball in the back of the net. Um, kind of letting the goalkeeper make the first move. Uh, I always let them kind of decide where they're going to play the ball and then kind of stay calm to go off their movement, look where their foot uh, footing is. Um, you know, hitting it after they've kind of stepped so that they can't make that movement then. And um, just everything based off their movement and staying calm. And just like Connor said before, too, with just hitting anything you can. Um, you know, I racked up the shots in college, um, just hitting anything, like anything I had a half chance on, um, scoring dirty goals, didn't always have to be pretty, um, just finding a body part to put on it. It's funny that you kind of make the comment of, looking for the goalkeeper to make a move first. Cause I think as goalkeepers, Zach and I are always looking for the field player to make that move first. So now we can make a decision off of you guys. So it's interesting that it's kind of the, it's a battle. It's a, it's a mental battle to figure out who's going to, who's going to do what first. So hopefully someone makes a mistake or whatever it may be to, to result in either a goal or, or a save. Um, so there's obviously a lot kind of going through it, through a goal scorer's head in that time. You're thinking of all sorts of things. Now, do you feel as though, I mean, obviously I would assume that the practice that you do in on a day out, day in, day out basis allows you to kind of finish without thinking much. 
Um, obviously, you're looking for just some key factors, but when it comes to the game, is it just kind of a free-flowing opportunity and you just kind of let your body take over um, to finish, or is there still a lot of thinking that goes on during that process? Dara, you're going to have to take wow. this one. So I think um, there's it can't be overthought. Um, I've always found when I overthought something or overthought a shot or, you know, hesitated if I wanted to shoot it, uh, it wasn't as good as a shot. If I just naturally went for it and shot, um, natural instincts kicked in. Um, it was a much better play, um, worked out better for me than overthinking it. So I think just the repetitions at practice, just getting um, just getting used to having the ball in front of the net um, is really helpful. Um, and it just and then it just correlates to the game of getting those reps, getting in there um, and feeling confident in that box. Yeah, on that, I, I remember uh, Coach Cringy always used to tell our strikers one thing and one thing only. Guys, the goal never moves. Once the, once the game started, the goal does not move. So keep that in mind as you're playing. So I, I don't know if that's what you're alluding to a little bit there uh, in terms of the, the thinking process. Um, yeah. But I do know Coach Cringy's son, Pete Cringy, was a prolific goal scorer. Uh, he just somehow always found himself in the right position to score goals. You know, so I, I think maybe he took that advice a little too literally, which was good for him. Yeah. Uh, obviously good for us because we won a lot of games thanks to him. Um, you know, but, yeah, so I agree with that. I agree with that, Dara. Yeah, no, yeah, I it think. It seems like, uh, like a piece of consistency is a part of that as well. Like yeah. when you're in training sessions, if you're being consistent, then you're getting something out of it during the game as well. So I just don't think finishing is one of those things that if it's just on the game day, it's going to come. I think you have to train it, be consistent with it, and then more goals come. Is there anything you guys did in training specifically that helps you guys in finishing? Well, I, I trained passing. That's, that's what I trained. I say, I say I, even after college practices, I stayed after a lot of times if we didn't do any shooting in, in practice, I'd stay and just get – um, anywhere from like 20 to 50 reps at goal, um, just, you know, placing in each corner, placing it, um, taking some farther out shots, taking some free kicks just to get those repetitions in. Nice. And now Mamadou and Connor, obviously being on the coach that, um, with the coaching side of things, what do you guys find you guys do now with your players, um, in terms of the finishing aspect? Is there, is there a specific exercise that you, you really enjoy doing, um, at the end of a session or maybe before a game? Um, to help get the goal scorer's confidence up? I'm, I personally have been spoiled the last couple of years that I get to send our finishers or forwards to, to Dara to let them, uh, <laughs> let them work with her. Um, but I, I have found that in the last couple of years, as we've increased the volume, um, the number of times that we've run finishing sessions, run activities for our players to get shots on goal, it, naturally they've just become better finishers, more comfortable in front of goal. Um, for the most part, I, I think there are still players that get in their own head in a game, but the more repetition, the more opportunity they have to see the goal, to feel comfortable with a goalkeeper in front of them, um, just trying to frame the goal from different angles and making different runs. I think they just become more confident naturally. Um, and like Dara said, the players that you know are going to score goals are going to be the ones that even after a finishing session, they're going to hang out. They're going to, they're going to continue training even after the session's over. Yeah. Yeah. Spot on. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's important. You make a good point there, Connor, in that there's always time that you should 
spend a little, maybe a little bit more time after practice and, and hit the field and grab a couple soccer balls yourself and just put stuff in the back of the net and just so you can see it and build up that confidence. And um, as we, Zach and I have kind of talked about before, from the goalkeeping side, we always like to see goalkeepers that stay after and continue to work and, and find things that they know that they have to improve in their game. Um, so maybe from a field player's perspective, maybe that's just finishing with the inside of their foot and placing the ball in the back of the net instead of overstriking and um, mm-hmm. where maybe that's where they're, they're failing at is just placing the ball. So working after practice or something like that and just doing those sorts of things. So kind of working off of that then, let's think of – I'm trying to think of like some 1v1 situations. Maybe what are some – tricks from a goal scorer's perspective that you may use to put the ball in the back of the net or get the goalkeeper to go the wrong way? What are some things that you have found successful throughout your career or throughout your coaching career? Man, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to say in the coaching aspect, uh, I've actually ran a lot of the finishing exercises at uh, Loyola. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I always emphasize to the players is, uh, always finish the exercise. Um, like Dara said earlier, try to get anybody part on the ball and try to score. It's not always about scoring the, the perfect goal. It's just about getting the ball across the line. Um, so with that, finishing the exercise is a big, big thing for me, uh, which usually means a lot of times when somebody goes in free 1v1, their teammates tend to stand and just watch them. I absolutely despise that. Right. So, so as goalkeepers, like you said, you usually wait for the player to make a move so then you can go off of that. Mm-hmm. But what if what if you have two guys running? Yeah, right. One guy carrying the ball, and then you got an extra guy running. Then now you got multiple problems that you need to solve, and that right. should make it a lot easier. So ultimately, I, the way I see it is, it's about the team, and the right. team's going to go. Uh, the individual does not matter. Um, now, obviously, if you have Luis Suarez or Messi in your team, then yeah, uh, <laughs> you do you do everything you know to get them the ball because you know they're going to score. Right. You know so. Yeah, so th- I mean that that's the way I, I see it. Um basically try to give the, the goalkeeper as many problems as possible. Very nice. Yeah, yeah I, I like that. I, I definitely think scoring team goals is awesome. Um let's just say you get into a breakaway situation though and you're and you're really in one v one, right? Right. Um what are you like as I know it's in a very small amount of time, and let's just say you're in that breakaway and you're coming up close to the eighteen and you're seeing that keeper start to come out. What are some other characteristics as that play develops that you're looking at that you're like, oh, there's my window. Like, how do I, how do you read that situation? And that could be, the, we can just start with Dara. Yeah, let's go with Dara on this one. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think uh, as the keeper's coming out too, it's fundamentally, uh, like I said, watching their positioning, watching their feet, um, and kind of knowing where the corner of the goal is. Um, a lot of times at Hood this year and stuff like that when working with the girls, um, they all wanted to cross their body to try and finish. And I think that's easier for a goalkeeper to kind of read than it is just to slip it right past them into the corner. So I always told them, hey, whatever side you're going for, like right side, use your right foot, left side, use your left foot. Um, and that's something I learned more so through coaching than when I was playing. I wish like I kind of would have realized that as a player um, to kind of slow down that process. And, you know, just it has to be, it doesn't have to be complicated. It can just be real simple um, past the keeper. I think, Zach, I think you would agree with this. I think that's the most difficult save for us to make is the one that slipped right by our ankles. Um, it's hard for us to get down. Dara, I think you made a great point about going across your body there. It is, it is much easier for us goalkeepers to read that ball coming across, and it gives us a bit more time to react and 
ultimately make a save where if you're just kind of slipping it past us, now it becomes a little more difficult and we we have to be low and hopefully get a hand there to, to push it wide. Um, so I, I think that's a great point. Um, where do you guys find in relation to the goal, we'll say top corner, middle, bottom, where are you finding the most success that you're able to score goals? Is it, is it in the top corners? Is it bottom corners? Is it mid height? Where are you guys finding that you're, you have the most success scoring a goal? Ooh. I mean, anytime Aaron, you can go yeah, Borg Connor. Allen, it's going to be fantastic. But uh, uh, I, I think that, you know, it depends on, it depends on the goalkeeper. I, I think that's one of the things in a scouting report that mm-hmm. we're generally always looking at. What's a goalkeeper's tendency? What's their ability to, to deal with something that's high? I mean, in the in the women's game, um, you, you're not blessed with a plethora of six foot one to six foot five goalkeepers. Um, you're you're looking at opportunities to score goals higher from longer distances. Um, goalkeepers may be quicker, better on the ground, but each goalkeeper is going to be so so different. Um, I think anytime you can put a ball into the side netting, um, aiming for the side panels, trying to get those those chances you're you're going to do yourself justice um but it, it's really got to be goalkeeper dependent because some goalkeepers are just beasts down low yeah. some gobble everything up when it's high it's uh i think it's always going to be dependent on the goalkeeper and i think that's the fun of it I, I think your your forwards have to be um they have to be students to the game they have to be able to break down film they have to be able to understand Hey, even if it's a 30 second conversation with your coach, like, this is what this goalkeeper does well, they've got to be able to absorb that. And I think that's going to be, that's going to be how they score their goals in numbers. Well said. Yeah. No, I think it's yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Connor, is there anything that you track uh, like data or mom, is there something you track that you can collect other than just like looking at film when you're talking about finishing? Like, are you looking at different parts of the goal that you're like, Hey, like you're 80% when you go down low, when you go up top, you're like 10%. You know, is that stuff that you track with your players? Is that something you guys talk about or? Um... No, not really. What, what, what we track though is uh, chances created and how we create those chances. Um, because the way we see it as a staff is we have no control. It's not PlayStation. You know, you, you have no control over the striker's ability to finish. You can train them with it. Um, but our job is to try to get them in situations where they can't score. And whether they actually execute is up to them, you know. So we track those, um, and a lot of times, to your point, though, what we do track is how successful are you when you do X, Y, Z to get to this point. We track those, um, and and a lot of times uh, that's also dependent on the on the opponent and what the opponent's doing. Um, so yeah, but no, we don't we don't track how you actually scored or who, where you scored. I, I think that goes back to Dara's initial point of, of overthinking things. I mean, the messaging to a player has to be, has to be very clear. And if you're telling somebody that, Hey, your success rate down here, uh, going low, this corner, that side is more successful. Well, that's, that's great. It's good information to have, but you're also putting it in their head that that's what you want them to do. And it may take away their their belief that okay, well, I can I can toe poke this ball just over top of the goalkeeper. I can 
I can try and chip something. It takes away a little bit of the creativity. So, I mean, the areas in the box, the, the XG, the, the high XG areas, if you're, if you're following Instat or anything like that, yeah. um, those are areas you want to be in. But from there, you have to trust your players to, to make yeah. the decision on their own to, to do what they need to do to put the ball in the net. Yeah. And I think, I think you kind of made it the point there is keeping it, keeping it simple for the players. So at the end of the day, all you really care about is the ball going in the back. The round that's thing it. going in the square thing. That's yeah. all we really care about when we really dumb it down. That's, that's the only thing that we care about is putting that round thing in the square thing. And I think it's important. And I think, Connor, you kind of alluded to this again as well, is that creativity piece that we're looking for in our, our finishers um, that we want them to be creative. We don't necessarily need it to be the prettiest goal in the world. We don't need you to strike it clean every single time. However, however it goes in the back of the net, we're going to be happy with it. That puts yep. a one on our side of the scoreboard, and that's, that's what's important. And at the end of the day, that's all that um, really matters. So I think what is one piece of advice that you might give to a finisher to help them be successful? Dara, we'll start with you. Uh, all right. Um, so I'd say for them, like I said before, just stay confident in your abilities. Um, doesn't have to be fancy. Um, you know, figure out where you're going and, and go there. Um, you know, like they said before, kind of read the keepers, see what they've been doing. Um, know, that, know that, kind of be a player, that, like be a student of the game and learning that. But just, I think just the confidence, just the confidence to be able to score. Yeah. Yeah. Mamadou? I agree. I agree. I, I think the, the one thing I would say is just believe that you're going to score. That's it. You know, believe that you're going to score. And with that, a lot of times what happens is no matter what happens, you're going to miss more than you're going to score, but you're going to have the confidence and the ability to keep coming back and trying again and trying again and trying again, you know? Um, but a lot of times if you don't have that belief that you're, you are going to score, guess what? You might not make that run again to get in for a cross. Yeah. Um, no, so, so yeah, so just believe that you're going to score. Connor? Well, if I had to pick one, um, a big, big technique guy. Um, technique, technique, technique. Um, Dara's probably heard me say it a thousand times, but you, you don't always need to see the ball go into the back of the net. Uh, that's, that's something that world-class finishers may not see all their goals um, because they're, they're focused on form. Their heads down. They're they're focused on the job at hand. They'll celebrate if it goes in, but you have to keep technique. You you don't want any inconsistencies. You don't want any anything to pop up on you um, where everything breaks down and you waste a chance because you lose sight of what's important. Yeah, I think that's great. I think all three of those are some great advice that we can give to goal scorers and hopefully help them be a little bit more successful in front of goal. Um, Zach, what about you? Anything that you would add to that? I've always just told my forwards just to keep it simple, right? I love the, the don't overthink it. Keep it simple, stupid. Just keep it simple. Put the ball back in the net. You're doing it for your whole life. Just keep on doing it. Yeah. No, that's great. That's great. Well, I think that kind of um, wraps up kind of the, the thoughts for the day. Is there anything else that you guys think you can add to this topic or – Anything else that we, we can think of? Yeah. Um, did Carol Baskin do it? 
<laughs> I don't know. I guess we have it. to. I guess we'd have to find out. Hopefully later. <laughs> oh man, no, that's it. That's it for me. Thank you guys. Yeah, great. Well, hey, uh, Connor, Mamadou, Dara, we really appreciate you guys being on and uh, diving into this topic. I'm yeah, sure we'll you. probably be reaching out again at some point for some more input from you guys, but we really appreciate it. Awesome. Zach, Thank you guys. Thanks. Good. Thank you guys. Zach, as always, thanks for the help. And thanks for joining thanks, us on man. this episode of The Set Position. Mm-hmm.